Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 146 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I'll praise the Lord as long as I live. I'll sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes and mortals in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. You are God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 42, verses 14 through 21. For a long time I have held my peace. I have kept still and restrained myself. Now I will cry out like a woman in labor. I will gasp and pant. I will lay waste mountains and hills and dry up all their herbage. I will turn the rivers into islands and dry up the pools. I will lead the blind by road they do not know, by paths they have not known. I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I will do, and I will not forsake them. They should be turned back and utterly put to shame. Those who trust in carved images, who say to the cast idols, You are our gods. Listen, you that are deaf, and you that are blind, look up and see. Who is blind but my servant, or deaf like my messenger whom I send? Who is blind like my dedicated one, or blind like the servant of the Lord? He sees many things, but does not observe them. His ears are open, but he does not hear. The Lord was pleased for the sake of his righteousness, to magnify his teaching and make it glorious. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 14. For this reason, since the day we heard it, we have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may lead lives worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him as you bear fruit in every good work and as you grow in the knowledge of God. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from His glorious power, And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have the redemption, the forgiveness of sins.
Good morning and welcome to the fourth Tuesday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come from Psalm 146, Isaiah 42, and Colossians 1. The um, As with yesterday, Isaiah has this kind of psalmic uh, kind of cadence and and theme to it. In Colossians, uh, I think it's at the the opening, kind of like the the greetings to the the church in Colossus, um, and we are in the second week of um, CDC recommendations of social distancing and um, some states having a stay-at-home order. Here in Maryland, um, all businesses have been closed by order of the governor, but um, we don't have a, a, a technical um, stay-at-home order. Um, and some, uh, some on social media, and, and including the president, and I just noticed the governor of Texas are um, talking about lifting restrictions in order to preserve the economy or whatever it is that they mean when they say America. Um, and I think it's in that sense, the reading, um, the, the reading for this morning kind of resonates, uh, because, uh, the Lord sets the prisoners free, um, appeals to those of us who feel like we've, we've been kind of locked in, um, even for just a week feels unnatural and, um, just kind of odd and monotonous. In the meantime, New York is now the epicenter for the pandemic as their cases are are going to and are continuing to rise. Um, Governor Andrew Cuomo said uh, late last week that the apex of the pandemic is probably 45 days out. And whether that means for New York or for I think it probably means in general from New York, I think it will spread along the East Coast, um, down through the South, I think in Texas, through Texas and Florida, Florida, then Texas, then California. Um, We've already closed off um, international travel for the most part, or I think we have. And so I think it's going to follow kind of the the growing, um, you know, hubs, I guess, for lack of a better word, with Washington, uh, Seattle, Washington, um, might make uh, might make California see their apex a little bit earlier. Um, but I, it, you know, it makes me think of a wildfire. Um, you just kind of have to let it burn, and once it burns, then you know it's safe. Um, I was trained as a wildland firefighter a couple of years ago, and it, it was actually kind of amazing to me to think about, you know, the, how fires operate. Um, and this was not very long after the um, Yarnell fire, where we lost, I think, 17 or 18 firefighters in one fell swoop, an entire um, team of hotshots. And um, the, the thing with fire is that the hotter they burn, the faster they move and the faster they go through. So if you're in wildfire, you want to look for an open clearing. And if you can't find that, you look for the black. And the black is where the fire has gone through. There's nothing left to burn, and so you're safe. It's going to be hot, but, you know, it's safe. You're not going to be... The fire doesn't burn through twice. And as far as we know, 
um, this virus, COVID-19, once you've got it, uh, as with most viruses, we're assuming, we don't know for sure, we assume that you will be immune. So places like Seattle or New Rochelle, New York, um, those are very soon um, going to be, you know, what we would, what firefighters would call the black. That's where the pandemic has already gone through. People have immunity either because they've got it or because it's gone through and they never got it because they have some natural immunity. Um, and so I think that's uh, important to remember that, and what it, that's why it makes comments by Texas governor um, so outlandish, thinking about lifting restrictions before the pandemic has come through and kind of reached its apex. Um, and at the highest level, President Trump, apparently there's um, news that he's thinking about list, lifting restrictions in order to restore the economy, um, which would be really problematic because um, the the those measures that we put in place have yet to kind of bear the brunt of what we'll see, and so they haven't provided the benefit uh, yet, the full benefit that uh, they're intended to, and to exchange the economy for the lives of you know maybe tens hundreds of thousands of the lives of Americans seems kind of premature. Um, it seem, you know, the economy um, for some, and I think the danger of something like that is to make the economy our, our carved image. Um, the, the idol that we put in front of um, what, what we know to be good and right, and that is human lives and dignity, to, um, to forget so easily uh, what must be done to keep this pandemic or or uh, its effects at bay um, I think we're still you know at least I mean if we're talking countrywide I'm I'm I think a full two weeks if not three or four before the country as a as a whole sees the pandemic for what it's going to do um, and one of the things about um, shelter in place orders and others like it. If we do it right, it will feel like a failure. Um, if we do it right, the, the curve will be flat and it will take longer and we won't see as many deaths and infections and we will think that it wasn't worth it. But if we feel like we failed, the fact is that we've succeeded. Um, if we fail, we will know we will fail. We will have more than a million deaths in a matter of weeks. Uh, there will be no uncertainty, um, but uh, success, actual success, will feel very much like failure. The economy will be decimated, we'll have sat in our homes for what seems like no good reason, um, and then we'll return to normal life and nobody, and we won't see an uptick in cases. That's what success looks like. Um, there's no denying that it's here. It's a matter of how this wildfire is going to burn. Um, and uh, we need to have the sense to be able to feel like a failure, um, but to be able to look around and realize that we're in the black, that fire, the wildfires come through here. Um, if we step outside because we want to you know, smell the roses, we're going to get caught before it comes through and the effects will be much worse. Um, and so that, that failure is success and success 
as failure or I guess not waiting as failure. It feels very much like faith to me. Um, like we don't, if you think you know, if you think you're certain, you probably got it wrong. If you think you're successful in faith, chances are you're actually not. Um, makes me think of Mother Teresa, who everybody looked up to her entire life. She was basically a saint before she died. Um, and then after she died, these letters and um, anecdotal evidence came out of her for decades, wondering if God really existed. Um, because she kept doing this thing that she felt called to do at an early point in her life and never felt that same connection or, or inspiration. She felt like a failure. And yet, I mean, I, sw- I think she's the fastest, certainly in modern history, um, but possibly ever. I know Francis was beatified within two years. And I think Mother Teresa, within the first 12 months, they had a cause for her um, canonization. They had, like, Richard Dawkins or someone as a devil's advocate. Um, and so success, if done right, if we do this right, if we do faith right, if we do this pandemic lockdown right, it will feel like failure, and that will be success. And that's kind of like the paradox of faith. Um, doubt is just fine. Um, but the longer we doubt, the longer we're uncertain, uh, the reality may be that we are in fact doing it right if we doubt. If we if we feel the need for success, if we feel the need for having some kind of certainty and normalcy, um, chances are far more likely that we'll fail, um, that we're doing this thing wrong. Um, and uh, so I think it's important to uh, just live in that doubt or that uncertainty or that anxiety um, and to, to do our best to try and keep from acting on our anxiety so that um, the failure that we feel um, might uh, truly become our, our success. A prayer for quiet confidence from the Book of Common Prayer. O God of peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be our strength. By the might of your Spirit lift us, we pray, to your presence where we may be still and know that you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, 
You can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.